I'm feeling like a chick magnet. You're feeling like a chick magnet? Yeah. You're chick, 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 and they they come. Yeah? Is that because of a certain character that appears in tonight's episode? No, it's because I'm drowning in strange. That's right. We are a Riverdale recap podcast. Yeah, you are strange. (laughs) I'm really confused right now. I thought that was a segue that I was trying to help, but nope, nope. (laughs) Now, see how you like it. Uh, We're here to talk about Chapter 23, The Blackboard Jungle, written by Britta London and Bryony Patterson, directed by Tim Hunter. I'm very disappointed that they did not use Welcome to the Jungle as a song in this episode. (laughs) Kids don't listen to that. They used to play, like, rock band, (laughs) Guitar Hero. That was on one of those. (laughs) Of course, that was like before the kids were born, I guess, nowadays. There you go. So this episode starts uh, with Jughead talking about how this, how Riverdale is one of those towns where bad things seem to always happen Mm -hmm. there. Getting rid of all this old baggage, putting away the Black Hood with their Christmas decorations, but still there's secrets afoot. Yeah, getting back to that small town intrigue. Go check in on the Blossoms. Yeah, it turns out Mother Blossom is indeed an escort, and a well-compensated one. Yeah, and 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 Cheryl's not very happy about the fact she's living in a, a brothel. A bordello. A bordello, yes. There's a difference. Th- yeah. Possibly. <laughs> and uh, Mrs. Blossom's all like, well, I got a job like you wanted. <laughs> so there... At the lodges, uh, mm-hmm. Veronica's parents are checking in with her to make sure she's still down with the plan. These mysterious goings on that we're about to learn about. It's kind of a nothing scene. I don't uh, know. We, it was like, I'll keep the classmates from revolting when the news breaks. Like We know there's going to be news. It's Riverdale. We know. Come on. It's a little unnecessary. Fred. Goes up to Archie and is like, hey, did you ever tell, like, anyone about all these medical bills I have? Because they're suddenly just paid for. I mean, I kind of told my super rich, nosy girlfriend, but... She she wouldn't do that. Oh, Uh yeah. Yeah. But Archie has taken up his his guitar. He's leaving with it, and and Fred's all like, oh, haven't seen that in a while. He's going to found the Fred heads. They, yeah. they shall rise from the ashes. Somebody might start a band. And, and I, Fred's just like, yeah, you can use that garage that I completely renovated for you <laughs> that you haven't touched. It's cold out. Remember, we don't have a lot of money. And I did that thing. And you got guitar lessons and junk. Mm-hmm. Come on, Archie. <laughs> more more pictures are being snapped of Archie walking snap, snap. to school. Snap, 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 snap. At school, Archie's like, hey, Veronica. Uh, did you, like, tell anyone about that bill? Oh, I might have mentioned it to my parents. <laughs> so, yeah, Archie is really happy that that she found a way to take care of his dad. But, of course, Fred is a, a very solid, I don't rely on charity. I'm not the kind of guy that's supposed to owe people, you know, 
Yeah. He's being well, a dad and about let's, it. Let's remember, though, that Veronica does not tell Archie that right. she's the one. Right. She does not tell him, oh, I used it to blackmail my parents. <laughs> no, no, no. She says they she, wanted to. She gets the she gives the, the sanitized version. So then they, like, make out while walking, mm-hmm. and they walk into the, the student lounge, will suck in face. It takes practice. Yeah. Uh, and then over the... the Speakers. Yes. Uh, Mr. Weatherby is delivering his morning announcements as, as if he is interrogating the microphone. Yes. The microphone has done something very, very bad, and Mr. Weatherby is the bad cop. Yeah. Uh, and he is telling them that, well, your parents will get a letter about this, but so you all know, Southside High is shut down. Like, I don't, shouldn't there be like a news story about that first? Before we're just telling everyone in like Chandra Jimenez is, is on the the eight o'clock news telling us all about it, uh, and everyone's like, "What?" And Veronica's like, "Let's not overreact." Uh, <laughs> but everybody is really upset. Veronica's the only one. Like Kevin's terrified as usual. He's he's a little puppy dog boy. I think he's more so worried about like having to meet his ex boyfriend's friends. <laughs> Reggie has has worked up a heck of a sweat. Well, uh, Reggie out of anger. Yeah. Reggie and Cheryl are like the ones that are pissed. Everybody in Riverdale High hates the poor's. Okay, can we yeah. just come out and say it? Yeah, pretty much. Kevin gives Betty quite a look, mm-hmm. and, and she's mm. like, "Jughead and I are fine." Like, are you sure you're are, fine? Are you sure? You ready? You ready for him to come back? Like, come on. <laughs> so then, over at Southside High. Uh, Tony is reading a new work of Jughead's. Yeah, he's I'd... writing horror fiction yeah. on his uh, Christmas present. Yeah, as they're reading that, the other serpents, like Sweet Pea and everyone, just come the out and they're explode. like, explode! Bro chest bumping and like fake punching at each other, just like celebrating the fact that, that Southside High is closed. It is condemned. They are out of, out that... of safety concerns. They're just like, yes! And, and they're just super, super pumped that they get to go to Riverdale High. <laughs> yeah, like, it seems like they, they think that, oh, we're just not ever going to school again because they closed the school. Hooray. But then, no, they know they're transferring. They're yeah, t- they know that it's a better school that has, like, computers and, and, and to- nice shit. <laughs> toilets that flush. Yes, yeah. they do mention that. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, this will be great. <laughs> uh, we'll actually get a quality education. Hooray. <laughs> I'll be the first person in my family to have a high school diploma. So then we cut to the Lodges, who are at the mayor's office, and she's getting off the phone, and they talk about this plan. Yeah, about- it's it's all a backroom land deal with kickbacks to the mayor. They condemn the land, Lodges buy it up cheap as soon as they flip it as part of the, the Sodale project. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be a great big contribution to, to the re-elect Mayor McCoy fund. Yeah. 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 They learned it from Chicago. <laughs> Betty gets home and there is creaking noises upstairs. Creaky noise. So she slowly sneaks upstairs and pulls a bottle out of her purse that is apparently supposed to be pepper spray, but it really just looks like a mini hairspray. Because it's sparkly and pink? And like just the shape of the bottle, <laughs> it really looks like hairspray. Looks I've like never seen pepper spray that looks like that. She, she's going to put hair mousse in someone's eyes. Yeah. Uh, so we find out it's Polly. It's Polly. Uh, Polly 
is not pregnant. She's uh, looking a bit slimmer than last we've met. Polly has really bounced back from her pregnancy and oh. and delivery. So she did like the, the Jennifer Aniston, like, celebrity baby bump workout. I'm being told she's, she, she wore a lot of shapewear. Yeah. That's what I'm getting the message of. Yes. Uh, it's all Spanx, 100%. All Spanx. Uh, but yeah, so Polly's not pregnant, and Betty's like, uh... Ba- babies? You're, you're not babies? Where, where are they? Donde están los babies? Uh, she, she had them. Uh, she did, obviously did not call them to tell them that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Betty though, accuses Polly of the farm being a cult. She well, uses the word. Well, when the, she says, the leader of the farm <laughs> thought it was better I sever ties and keep them away. Yeah, that's to use a straight the term, up cult. Leader of the farm. That's straight up cult. And a, and a cult this, tactic. This is a farm in the woods, isn't it? <laughs> What are they farming? <laughs> what is the crop? Is it jams and jellies? Maple syrup. <laughs> jellies and jam. Are they okay? Do they have mm. names? They do have names, unfortunately. Their names are Juniper, which is a lovely name, mm-hmm. and Dagwood. Which is a, a... I'm assuming Polly is a super fan <laughs> of... Blondie? S- no, of oh, okay. Sequest. Oh. Season two and three. Are you sh- I don't think season one. I don't think he's in season one. Are you season sure it's not comic strip solidarity with Blondie? I'm going with Sequest. Okay. She really, really likes the d- genetically modified bald dude. <laughs> don't we all? That is the, yeah. I mean, I do. He's great. Uh, but yeah, Polly's sneaking into her old room like a thief in the night because she, she's trying to sever all ties but still wants her stuff back, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if the leader approved this plan, but she's doing it anyway. And and so there's a sister split. They have a sister fight. Yeah. And it's really sad. And Polly's all like going to sever ties with everyone and taking her stuff. And Betty sees that she has the nightlight. Yeah. Like the nightlight. And she's like, that's mine. And like takes it. It's appeared at least twice in the show mm-hmm. as like a story it, thing. It's a very significant symbol. It's twice of- before this. Of the, the childhood relationship between Betty and Polly. Yes. Back when the Coopers were a happy family and they weren't old enough to realize that their parents are fucking monsters. Yes. Uh. <laughs> uh, so then Archie's walking down the sidewalk. Getting more uh, uh, candid photos. And, and all of a sudden there's a dude in a suit who's like, hey, I want to talk to you. It's FBI, FBI Agent Adams. And then we finally get the opening credits, the opening titles. <laughs> this show. Yeah. And so the FBI agent takes Archie to a park. This misty park. It's doesn't like, care that he's going to be late for school. Like, well, isn't he going home at this point? Because Betty went home. Time has no meaning. I have no There's idea what time daytime and nighttime. That's the only two times. Well... FBI dude, like, loves this park. He's like, I used to come here as a kid. I used to walk my dog over there. And Archie's like, what? You're from here? People from Riverdale go be FBI agents? What? Well, we try to to cover that up because it's such an embarrassment. But yes, it does happen. (laughs) He's all like, yep, so that's why I was assigned to this case. Mm Mm-hmm. And how well do you know Hiram Lodge? The FBI is investigating Hiram Lodge's continued alleged malfeasance. And so as uh, the boyfriend of his daughter and the son of one of his local business partners, Archie is the perfect informant. Yes. Uh, And 
Archie doesn't want to believe any of this. He's like, no, 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 he's a businessman. He's like, oh, let me tell you some tales. And let me tell you about some Nick St. Clair and, like, his accident and etc. All the things we already know. But let me tell you, Archie is smart for one second and is like, is this even legal? Don't you have to talk to my dad? I'm like, yes. Thank you, Archie. You are a minor. Shut your mouth. You are a minor. You walk away unless you have, like, a legal adult present with you (laughs) as your representative. Archie, you get a lawyer. You do not talk. No snitches. And, of course, you know, Archie just takes it that, oh, well, he's in business with him, too, so, like, we can't talk to your dad. I know this great lawyer. You can find her in the hospital. She will be there. Uh, don't owe her a favor. Make sure you just, pay her. Just cash. So uh, Archie goes home, and then Fred comes home. And, is, and like, he independently found out that, that the lodges were the, the angel donor. Yes. But then talked them into making it a business deal instead of some sort of charity favor. Yes. So he gave them 20% of what he owned of the company mm-hmm. to cover the cost, but they're going to let him buy it back piece by piece over the years. And I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. Just call it a fucking loan. Don't give them equity in your company. It he, has your name on it. Does he even own any company anymore? I'm very confused. <laughs> it's, it's called Andrew's Construction, but he's just an employee now. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he's given away other percentages of this company. <laughs> over at the Cooper household, Alice comes in and she is like, I know the mayor is involved with these school closings and I'm going to find out and get mm-hmm. to the bottom of it. But then Betty's like, no, 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 that's way too connected to the main plot. I have stuff to say. It's like, so uh, about, about Polly. And before she can say anything, Alice is like, oh, did you hear from her? Have you talked to her? Uh, I really need to talk to her because I want to know what color she wants to paint the nursery. And, you know, what things she needs for the delivery. Oh. She, Betty's just like, oh, I just was curious if you heard from her. <sighs> <sighs> Over at Pops, mm-hmm. we find out that uh, FP has kept his job. Who who here was surprised? I'm a little surprised. I was very surprised. I was like, wait, did we... F-? And, and it is talking to Jughead. Mm-hmm. Kept his job and is talking to Jughead. It's been a long couple of weeks of, like, <laughs> skipping. A little bit jail, FP. A little bit. Yeah. He's yeah. He, good. like, is, is kind of nice. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Pop installed, like, a, a drop gate for security reasons at the diner, and it's just making FP, like, feel all tingly and fatherly. I'm wearing this ankle bracelet. It's not turned on. It's not reporting anything to anybody. But it makes me feel... It makes me feel a little better. Jughead is, is like, reading the, like, newspaper yeah. release story about what it went on with schools. It turns out this, this uh, condemnation... The building is condemned because of uh, uh, damage and danger from the basement meth lab. And Jughead's like, that's bullshit. It's just jingle jangle. Which we all know is very safe to synthesize. This sounds like the perfect drug. Yeah. Everybody should be using jingle jangle. FPs, like, I, I know why you're all worked up about this. I know why you're all going crazy about going back to Riverdale. Because she's going to be there. Yeah. And then ding, 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 ding. Here's Betty. Mm-hmm. Guess who's here? Betty and Jughead sit down. It's, it's and, a little tense. Uh, he's all like, oh, I was, was going to, like, call 
But Betty's not here for relationship stuff. She's here for a, a friend who can help. She wants to find her long lost brother. Mm hmm. Because even though her mother is a terrible person, her mother is very sad. And now that Polly has left and cut ties with the family, she feels like this will help. Mm -hmm. So she Just wants... The, the perfect line, I know my mom's crazy, but she's also really sad. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. I've been there. Yeah. For the last 15 years of my life. Yeah. Jughead offers up his... His social worker. Social worker's phone number, which I'm also kind of like, where has your social worker been? <laughs> Did she know, like, you, what you'd been up to? Where I, you were living? <laughs> what you've been doing? I think she's really bad at her job. <laughs> but okay, sure. So Betty, if you could only talk about your thing and not mention anything that's happened over the last 10 episodes that'd be great at the lodges uh, they're sitting down to dinner and archie is joining them and he he thanks them for helping his dad archie andrews master of subtlety yeah well veronica talks about how she's gonna uh put together a little welcome committee for the new students and and that archie you know needs to be on board with that and then then yes the subtlety of archie Digging for information about, well, isn't the school clothing like bad for your business development? And uh, you know, they're they're building like condos, and people who buy condos might want to have a local school to send their kids to. Yeah, but one that's not full of drugs and gangs. Archie asks other questions about business partners and brings up the St. Clairs, and they're all like, "Oh, we're, we're we don't not, talk to them not anymore." In the picture. Uh, and, and, and they play very coy about knowing he was hurt, but not even when or how. Was it a car accident? Was it a, a ski, ski accident? Thing? I oh. heard that he's back at school, though. Oh, really? Garçon, the next course. <laughs> we are very wealthy. So then the next morning... The serpents arrive to Riverdale High yeah, with the most epic... Background music. There's this slow motion shot. Of course, it's in slow motion. And they're all in their, their dark clothes and their leather. Uh, just this dark streak cutting into the, the soft, lit, glowing white hallway of Riverdale High. Yeah. I, I dig it. It's a good shot. Arriving on time for school. They're a gang. They're not delinquents. No, they're all really excited about like actually having classes and, <laughs> and a good education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's those ghoulies you got to worry about. What school did the ghoulies go to? Uh, Greendale High. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, the spooky one. Yeah. It takes them four hours on the school bus <laughs> to and That's from. That's why they got to go there. So Veronica is right there to welcome them, and she has set up, like, a registration table where they can sign up for clubs, get their lockers, get their schedules. Uh, she invites them to drink deeply from the cup that is Fair Riverdale. Yes, milady, I pledge my honor to your sword. What, what the fuck is this? And then Cheryl comes down the stairs with her posse. She has her own slow motion shot. Of, of cheerleaders and... And Reggie. And Reggie and some other sports players. And tells Veronica to stand down Ava Perone. Uh, while she shoots back, nobody invited fascist Barbie. Yep. <laughs> It's great. It's so good. It's so good. Cheryl gives them a piece of her mind 
as, as Jughead is feeling very fondly remembering the school spirit that yeah. he you know enjoyed for many years. So so battle lines are drawn. The the halves of Riverdale do not want the this rabble infecting their their fair hallways. Mm-hmm. Uh, Getting very tense. It's a very clear us versus them. You're with us or against us, Andrews. Everybody wants Archie on their side. Yes. But then Weatherby shows up and he's like, get to class, everyone. Enough <laughs> pomp and circumstance. Go, go, go. Uh, they were just about to have a graduation ceremony. <laughs> the band was starting up. It, it's a good thing he made it in time. Uh, everyone kind of splits their way. And uh, Cheryl says to Archie that it's very nice to see him back with Veronica, especially oh. after that kiss that I oh. saw between you and Betty. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, and she never misses a blackmail opportunity. Because no, she asks, you know, well, do you care to reconsider your allegiance? <laughs> And this is where we had that commercial break that had the ad for the Riverdale convention, and we screamed, and I made a note about it. Yeah, so there is going to be an official Riverdale convention. It looks like they're touring a few cities, but our local broadcaster was advertising the Chicago one, naturally. Yes, there is like no information about it yet, except a location and a date. And a date. Uh, And a few tentative guests. (laughs) So we will wait and see if there's more information about that. Back to the show. Back to the show. Uh, so Archie texts Cheryl and they meet up. Cheryl is wearing her spider brooch that I don't know if I've noticed since she gave it away to Jughead. Is it the same one? Because she did have multiple spider brooches. She's just she got a one, nest of those she had, things. She had a couple of, in different colors. I'm, I don't know if it's the same one or not. I'm just waiting for the tie-in comic to show the journey of the brooch. Anything know. could happen. The know. truth is out there. Yes. We're missing the X-Files for this. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everything on Wednesdays? She thinks he's there to join sides with her so she doesn't, like, tell Veronica. But no. No. So many scenes start with somebody assuming what the other person wants to talk to them about, and they're like, no. Completely separate thing. Unrelated. <laughs> yep. I want to talk to you about Nick. <laughs> did, did you know he got in an accident? And she's like, no, but fuck yeah, I'm into that. Uh, And she tells him about the hush money that got thrown in the fire. And she breaks Veronica's confidence and talks about how uh, uh, Nick St. Clair attempted to assault Veronica as well before uh, before he moved on to Cheryl the next Mm -hmm. day. Two days. I forget. And Archie says, I'm going to murder him. You know, like a good lawman in training does. Yeah. FBI agent Andrews. Betty meets with Jughead's caseworker at Pops, like mm-hmm. you do. Uh, she doesn't have an office. <laughs> no, nobody has an office. They just have booths. The it's fr- about her brother, all that. All of her meetings have been either at Pops or at the Andrews dinner table. <laughs> uh, so Not even the dinner table, the kitchen island. <laughs> so what we find out, uh, that her brother, whose name is Charles Smith, uh, Likely story was never adopted and lived at the the Sisters of Mercy. They well, don't. He, re- he went from foster home to foster yes. home, and they have the the final address he he had when he left the system at age eighteen. Yes, yes. They don't really know anything else, and it's two towns over. <laughs> so I guess Blue Dale. No, uh, they say Centervale. Oh, I missed that. Or center center something. I'm just you know coming up with like. Other Dales. Yeah. Yeah. Not even Midvale? You, you, that's a real Archie Comics town. 
I am branching out. <laughs> we, Thank you. We need to break new ground. We need to expand the continuity so it's not so dang incestuous. So we're back at the student lounge. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got serpents there. Just you got other people there. And getting just, to know yeah. you. Getting to know all about you. Yep. Little, little introduction time. Like we get uh, Josie talking about herself. Like I'm Josie. Formerly of the Pussycats. Aww. Don't be a jerk, Josie. Don't get manipulated by Cheryl, Josie. <laughs> we we meet Serpent Fogarty. Yeah, good old Fangs, his his most featured scene. Yes, who's talking like, oh, Kevin, you know, Sheriff's mm-hmm. your father and stuff. Is like, how would you know that? Joaquin and I were hung out. Like yeah. he talked about you all the time, and I'm just like, oh. He's snapping into a Twizzler, (laughs) reminiscing about their mutual friend, Joaquin. I miss Joaquin. (laughs) But this gets uh, interrupted when there's suddenly a big commotion, a a major to-do. And and Weatherby rushing in and telling them all, follow me. (laughs) And there there is some not very good serpent snake-like graffiti on the floor. Yeah, on the big Riverdale High seal. And he's all like, who did this? And and Reggie, of course, blames the serpents that that's what they do. And Weatherby, being the, like, understanding, you know, level-headed adult he is. <laughs> what the hell? I used to, like, root for you, dude. Uh, is just like, okay, everyone take off their jackets. Cover up your tattoos. Anything that has to do with serpents or snakes is done. And Tony even asks, like, Wait, really? This is the best you could do, Reggie? Like, you're, you're being this transparent? It reminds me of all the times when, like, people will say that, oh, yeah, a Black Lives Matter punched me in the face with a baseball bat, and then it's really obvious they just, like, poured red ketchup on their own nose or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or that lady that carved a bee into her face during uh, uh, one of Obama's presidential campaigns. Did she do it backwards? But she did it backwards because she, she was, was looking, looking in, in a mirror, mirror. <laughs> 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 saying that some hoodlum branded her. Goodness. It's exactly like that, but with spray paint. <laughs> well, I was just standing here, Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> I just came across it. I don't have paint on my hand or anything. <laughs> But anyway, there's a, a new restrictive dress code. No gang uh, activities or insignia of any kind. Yes. Back at the Cooper household, uh, Betty tells Alice and Hal that Polly had her twins. And Alice is crushed that she's a grandma and she didn't even know it. She's, just, this, this, she's cut us out of her life. That's what this means. But then she can't like be mad for like completely like furious because she's like, well... Are they healthy? Is she healthy? Like, is everyone okay? It's the most positive treatment this character has ever gotten this episode. And, you know, Betty tells her that they are. And, uh, but then it's like, oh, I have a, like, surprise for you. It's, it's the address for my brother. Uh, his name is Charles and Hal is He's not having this. He tries to make the point that you cannot just trade siblings. That's not how it works. It's not take a brother, leave a brother. Yeah. Alice ends up siding with him and saying, oh, he's right. He's right. Just, just, just drop it. But we don't drop it later. Over. At the White Worm. At the White Worm. They're having a a gang meeting. Jughead is pissed about what is going down. He's livid. So upset. 
he's he's going off on a rant he sees the slippery slope approaching yes that you know we're being profiled and 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 blamed and just sought after he does mention computer chips in their brain stems yeah you know he has a little bit of a wild imagination but he's a writer that's good (laughs) uh tony totally calls him out on being like a conspiracy nut Mm -hmm. with the chips specifically uh she and sweet pea and some of the other serpents who they kind of talk about though they're on the scene are really into the school idea as we've talked about they're super excited about all the nice stuff the school will have and she's like if i have to hang up my serpent jacket from nine to three whatever (laughs) i get a computer and a nice locker and there's not like cockroaches great You know what happens at 3.05? I'm wearing it again. Who cares? It's fine. I just shove it in my backpack. It's okay. Uh, Jughead's not having He's this. He's not though. having this. So Archie is back with the FBI in his garage. I'm like, if this is so super secret stuff, should the FBI be coming like to your garage? It's soundproof. It's the most secret <laughs> place there is. But he ha- seems to have an actual plan for once yeah. in his life. Well, he wants assurance before he does anything that, that his dad... Is going to be protected. Yeah, that his dad won't go to jail for anything no matter what comes out. He lets the FBI guy know, like, Nick also assaulted Veronica, which automatically makes the FBI dude be like... There's motive. We need we need Veronica to confirm this. Well, no, but we can go to Nick. Yeah. Uh, but we need a reason to see him that doesn't have to do with Veronica or the lodges. So he won't be immediately suspicious. So Archie... Goes Go to Cheryl. Yeah. And she's all like, hey, you came to talk about the, the blackmail, right? Like, no, still no. Still Nick stuff. Sorry. <laughs> you want another check, right? You want, like, money. Mm-hmm. You want that money from him. So maybe I could just, like, go ask him for I it. I can go get some of that money. Uh, By the way, can I have some of your dead brother's clothes? <laughs> <laughs> just cuz. Just cuz. So Alice... Wake, like, wakes up sleeping Betty. She does a sleepy creepy. Yeah, she's just sitting there on Betty's bed. And Betty's like, what the hell? Uh, it's it's a pretty creepy sleepy. Uh, and lets her know that they cannot tell Hal, but they, she wants to go see her son. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Jughead walks into school with his serpent jacket yeah, he's pref- and some swagger. He's practicing civil disobedience. Yes. Uh, they cleaned that graffiti up real fast. Because it was still wet, because Reggie <laughs> just did it. I'm just saying their expert janitor is dead right now. They hired a better dude. They hired a better, less killy dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good. Congratulations. Yeah. No one else is wearing their serpent stuff. No, they're all like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, and Reggie is... He's not having this. He's not having it. He's like, take it off. Take off your jacket. And I'm just like, goodness, Jughead, did you ever think Reggie was going to say that to you? Take off your clothes. <laughs> uh, no, you, you look good in it. Like, He's going to do the Finn and Poe thing. It's like, you don't know what this jacket means. It's like loyalty and honor. And you went to this school for five weeks. <laughs> You've been a serpent for like two months. You have known Reggie Mantle since you were four years old. <laughs> So that ends up in a big brawl. Uh, everyone against everyone. And it seems to be like everyone against Reggie. <laughs> and he's holding his own. Well, well, 
Is there it like looked, one other football boy? There's like th- there were like three others behind him. Okay. So or so like each one of or two others behind him. Well, they must have ran because when they break up the fight and go to detention, it's just Reggie and a bunch of servants. Yeah, yeah. The other the other football people got <laughs> they off on it. Beat it, but. It's because uh, they're all wearing bulldog jackets, and they all look the same from the back. Can't yeah, you identify. can't tell. They don't have their names on it, apparently. <laughs> uh, so Veronica, like, sees it and runs, like, for Weatherby. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, okay, you're all getting detention. And, and tells Drughead to take off his jacket or he's getting suspended. And he's like, well, fuck that. I'm suspended. Walks out. Oh, I'm going to go play Mortal Kombat at a bar. <laughs> Do you think that the white worm is his hangout because of his like zealous serpentness, or is it because he doesn't want to hang out at his dad's job? Like he literally has nowhere else to go now because that's where his dad hangs out. Like <laughs> he does not have a place other than the white worm. Every day it pops is bring your angsty kid to work day. Yeah, I mean that's got to be pretty hard when your dad like takes over your hangout spot <laughs> and like your best bud uh, pop. Yeah. Yeah. Over at the lodges, they're all like, we hear the plan isn't going according to plan. But Veronica has a plan to get the plan back on the plan track for planning. Uh, A charitable donation to help out uh, the fashionably misguided. What the fuck, Veronica? I can't. The the problem is that we need to take them all to Goodwill. What? Excuse me, what? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we need to change the behavior of the people... Punching people. Yeah. 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 Veronica is blind to her privilege. Okay. Can we? uh, Yep. There it is. I I miss, I miss, uh, more aware Veronica. (laughs) What happened? What happened? I don't know. Uh, so. She solves all of her problems with shopping. She should solve everyone else's problems with shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Alice and Betty show up to the address that they were given. Which is a hotel. It's like one of those like weird hotels though, where you can like a residential hotel live there, yeah, or just get it by the hour. It feels like <laughs> and everything in between, <laughs> and whatever you want floats to the boat. The desk guy eventually gives them the room number, room two thirty seven, mm-hmm. which is the super spooky room from The Shining. Ah, ah there you go. Uh, so they go and they knock and it says come in and they go in and and Alice is like trying to like figure out the words to like mm-hmm. introduce herself and they find an Amber Crombie model who looks like he's hit hard times. Yes, and he he's I know who you are. The the they find out that the sisters gave him their address when he turned eighteen and they kicked him out. And he he went by the house one time, and it looked like a nice place to grow up. It's a lot of backhanded statements like, oh, you're my sister. You're lucky she wanted to keep you. Yep. Oh, it doesn't go well. He's like, you guys got to go. I have a client on the way. She's like, oh, what do you do do for work? Fantasy fulfillment. That's a very vague statement. He has a camcorder set up in the room. I assume it's porn. Yeah, he's doing... He's, he's charging his buddy's J.O. crystal. That's all. It's no big deal. It's... it's, it's Yeah. Uh, so they leave, and Alice just completely breaks, breaks down, down in the car. We, she's trying to drive, and Betty's grabbing the wheel from her because she cannot possibly see. No. Um, yeah. She, she will kill them all. Yes. Uh, so Jug is... 
back at the White Worm playing his video games, and uh, Papa Skeet, mm-hmm. FP, comes in. In his work uniform, like, Pop Tate is working on some thin margins. He's not getting paid for this break. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what you doing here? Tall boy called him. Tall boy called him. Uh, he's all like, why aren't you in school? Uh, Jughead goes off on the fact that, that Weatherby is targeting them mm-hmm. uh, and that he wants them to you know shed their skin. Sh- serpents never shed their skin. So instead they have a war of snake metaphors again. He's like, yes, I know what the rules of the serpents are, but <laughs> like you gotta lay low. Hibernate. Uh, Jughead talks about how Southside, uh, you know, they had a place. They had a home. He had a home. Yeah. Which that right there, like, that's why he's so attached to it. He had finally had a place he fit in. Yeah. And it's gone. It's yeah. ripped from him like everything else. It's like it's like the first look at Southside High we got uh, back in uh, Chapter 13. Yeah. Yeah. Where he, like, it had ne- a great lunchtime. It never seemed that way again. No. But that's because it was all gang wars and uh, uh, serial killer stuff. Yeah. But you gotta, like, <laughs> You gotta imagine assume that there, was... were, there were other scenes when the camera was on yeah. the other teens. Where where he grew this, like, connection to it. Yeah. So FP tells him that serpents hibernate during the winter. So you gotta lay low. And you never stop being a serpent. And then he does, like, this weird, like, serpent hand mm. at him while wearing the, like, pop date uniform. Yeah. It's like he's gonna <laughs> sign pizza. <laughs> but, but it's the, like, a, yeah. The, it's little, the wrong little, wrist little, mov- movement. S- s- snake. Over at Nick St. Clair's dorm. Is his boarding school. Boarding school. Archie's uh, there. Apparently there's a dress code just to get into yeah, the dorm room. Yeah, because he shows up in a coat and a tie. But untucked, so you know he's, he's, he's ready. Cool. He's getting rowdy. He's ready to rumble. Nick has two giant casts <laughs> like, over all his legs. Way up to, I want to know how he's back in school. Like, he cannot walk himself down the hall to, like, do anything. He, he might have, like, a whole plaster diaper situation. <laughs> I didn't see if they connected or not. I don't think they did. I okay. think they just, like, went up, like, to his thighs. Archie's... The, the worst kind of chaps. Just the worst. <laughs> uh, Archie's all like, you know, I'm here for Cheryl. The, the check you wrote her got lost. So I want double, yeah. And it's like, oh. And like, Nick was kind of nervous, and he's like, oh, you you just want money? Fine. My checkbook's there. Hand it to me. Whatever. Then Archie starts asking, like, well, what happened? You know? You know, when you're extorting someone for money, you make some small talk. It's natural. Yeah. So, you know, ski accident. Uh, You must really suck at skiing. (laughs) Yeah, Archie. You burn him. (laughs) And then, like, Archie starts pressing into his cast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To, to cause him pain. <laughs> and he's, they're just inching closer and closer to him saying that, yeah, I made unwanted advances at Veronica and did not listen to her saying no. Yeah. And they eventually get there once Nick figures out that that's what he's going for. And like, you don't know. You don't know what kind of. You don't know how deep you are. And then Archie takes his check, puts it in his pocket, and then just the shit out of him. wails into this dude in his bed. Over and over. Like, okay, if anybody on the show deserves it, it's Nick St. Clair. Yes. But it's still a bad look to be beating someone in the face when they cannot walk. He can't get away. He's like, it's like come on. He, yes, he does deserve it, but he was also already like... 
sabotaged in a ski accident, car accident, something or other, and almost died. That's why you don't drive down the ski hill. That, that's why there's the confusion what kind of accident yeah, it was. Yeah, so was he skiing and then they just, like, drove a car into him? Was that yes, it? Yes, that's okay. exactly what it was. It was like a Toyota-thon <laughs> commercial, but it went so badly. Yeah. There was, like, a news story the other day about, like, a car that somehow ended up crashing into, like, the second floor of a house. It, like, somehow, like, got air and just went through the upstairs. Sometimes you just really want to go straight to bed. <laughs> uh, so then the next morning, Jughead... He's wearing uh, his old jean, fur-lined uh, jean jacket. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up in regular clothes, and he goes into the lounge and where... And they're in irregular clothes. They... Weatherby has made the serpents wear uniforms. A serpent-exclusive uniform. Polos and khakis, only for the serpents. And this is not a serpent... This is not a school uniform uniform. This is like a Best Buy employee uniform. With, like... But they have to tuck with belts, and it's... Yeah. Oh, it's Sweepy awful. has a turtleneck on. Because he has to cover his tattoos. Yeah. 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 He's got the neck tattoo. He's He's got to cover it all up. Uh... And if this idea came from Veronica, isn't she supposed to be a fashionista? You would think. Is she trying to sabotage her parents' plan? Is she playing the long game? And and they say that uh, Weatherby said he knew we didn't all have the means to dress correctly here. (gasps) (sighs) Uh, And then Fogarty got kicked out because he wouldn't wear it. Mm -hmm. Fangs is suspended. They finally all accept the fact that they... Are being profiled and yeah, treated yeah. differently than everyone directly from the administration. <laughs> so uh, Jughead has to come up with a plan. Meanwhile. Yes. Uh, Veronica is with Archie and gets a text from Nick about your crazy ass boyfriend beat the hell out of me. I was foaming at the mouth. <laughs> and. I'm sorry, Ronnie. I just have rabies. It's not. <laughs> it's out of my control. Uh, Archie tells her that's that, my KG Appa impression, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that, that was not great. Uh, <laughs> but okay, uh, Archie tells her that he wanted payback for what happened to her, and she's like, "How? How? How did you know? Like, I only told." And then Cheryl comes in, and she's like, "Sorry, it was me." So Cheryl comes in, and is all like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I I needed his help to get the money." I, I didn't mean to, like, tell your story mm-hmm. type thing. Back at the Cooper household, Betty is in Polly's bedroom looking at, like, what's left behind and sees the little night lamp, yeah, night light thing. the night light. Uh, then she grabs the car keys and I'm like, when did everyone learn to drive? <laughs> when did they all get their license? Betty's driven. I feel like Betty is the safest driver in the Tri-County area. Still, but everyone's just, like, now driving, and I'm like, when did this happen? <laughs> so suddenly, like, we did. And she she goes to her brother's place, and she finds him getting beat up and, like, a knife, like, dragged through his arm. By the hotel manager. Yeah. And so she pulls out her hairspray, a.k.a. pepper spray, <laughs> and sprays the shit out of him, and then drags him out and, like, don't you touch my brother! Oh, no, my eyes are burning, but my hair has such great hold. Oh. It smells like coconuts. My skin is glowing, but also, ah... Uh, um, so Veronica and Archie are at Pops, and she's like, something's off with you, you're hiding something. 
Uh, and he, he's like, well, I, I did leave something out. And, and you, think, you think he's going to come clean about being in bed with the pigs, but no. No. He's like... He undercuts Cheryl's uh, uh, blackmail and talks about the uh, super adrenaline-powered kiss yes. on uh, uh, Black Hood Night. Betty and I kissed, uh, but we were both dumped at the time. You dumped me, and they were apart, and, and, and the whole 40 time, minutes later, I got buried alive. I'm thinking, yeah, if you're going to get put in a murder hole by a serial killer, you get a hall pass that day. And after like a pause and a moment of introspection, and, and a few a few moments of just saying, "You and Betty kissed," you and Betty kissed. Veronica comes around to that point of view, <laughs> uh, which again is uh, it. It's a fun reflection of her uh, moment of not leaving him in the season two premiere mm-hmm. when he's all fucked up after the shower sex. Yeah. Like the the real easy drama they don't go for. Veronica realizes the th- right thing to do and tries to be that person. Yes, I love you, Veronica Lotch. For this. For this. <laughs> Not for your fashion thing <laughs> earlier. Yes, she, she says like I believe you, and and talks about how he's being honest with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. When they- did Archie learn to lie? Didn't think he edited him. His number one lying technique is to lie a lot. You know when he learned to lie? Mrs. Grundy taught him. And then you you come out with one truth. Everybody thinks that's it. That's all there was. Yeah. So Betty rushes into the Cooper household with Chick, who is pouring blood out of his arm. She's covered in his blood. The, the Cooper parents rush with their first aid kit to the kitchen table to help him. And I'm like, you should have gone to the hospital. This is too much blood for a kitchen first aid kit. Well, look, they just found Chick. They haven't had time to put him on his parents' insurance. Yeah. Yeah. They can't afford, they, they can't <laughs> they take on that Fred debt. They Fred Andrews situation. <laughs> they have to sell the newspaper. <sighs> He's going to die right there unless they, like, call the under-the-table doctor in. To, like <laughs> Alice's medical examiner friend? Yeah. Like, okay, got it. I need you to stitch him up. I usually only work with the dead. I'll I'll pay you a hundred dollars and here's this fruitcake. Uh so then we go to a classroom where mm-hmm. Jug and all the serpents are dressed in their ridiculous uniforms, and he welcomes them to, to- the Swords and Serpents Club. He saved the day <laughs> through tabletop role-playing games. He has created a gaming group supported by Weatherby. That is, and then goes into this great tale of RPG. He's fiddling with a goddamn D20. <laughs> And then he's like, okay, guys, like, this is a serpent club. We're going to say we're playing games, but we're serpents. We can be serpents here. God. We're want- lying low in the tall grass. <laughs> we're going on an adventure with gnomes. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. I get to wear the elf ears. Yeah. And a cape. All right. <laughs> so, Jughead. Dark Elf Ranger. Uh-huh. Obviously. Obviously. The Sweet- pointy ears are like the hat. <laughs> Sweet Pea, human sorcerer. Okay. Tony, cleric. Okay. Gnomish cleric? Half-elf cleric? Half-elf. Half-elf cleric. Fangs, dwarven fighter. All the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but what would Joaquin have been? 
he would have been like the Legolas, like the beautiful elf that stands on the mountaintop. I was thinking beautiful elf thief. Yes. Yes. Because he's mysterious. And he will backstab you. And he will shank you. Yeah. Yes. Well, we got that out of the way. <laughs> I want fan fiction of this. Someone please make my dreams come true. If somebody could make us some character sheets, fuck it. I'm going to make character sheets. <laughs> okay. I really want I, some. I will compare notes. Like, I, I, mine don't have to be the only ones, but it's going to happen. I really want some, like, character designs here, though. I want to. I will stat the Southside Serpents as uh, level two 13th age characters. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I commit myself to this. <laughs> I would maybe play Thirteenth Age if we were doing if that. You, if you were playing as Tony or Sweet Pea or Fangs as their character, or Jughead or Joaquin or Jughead. as their characters, yeah. but yes, yeah, you would pick Joaquin definitely. I love Joaquin. Yeah. Okay. But the, the episode's still <laughs> he not must over. go rescue Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's the damsel in distress. Yes. <laughs> And then everyone's like, you can't be together. And he's like, no, mortals and we elfin people can be together. <laughs> uh, but we're still at the end of the episode. <laughs> Cheryl's back at uh, Pound Town, which is the new name for their cottage. <laughs> and she presents her mother with the, the double-sized check. And she takes it, folds it, and places it in, in her bodice. Yes, in her bosom. <laughs> and she's like, so you, you you can stop doing what you're doing, mommy. You can quit. And why would well, I stop when I'm having Cheryl, such a good time? I'm real good at fucking, though. They pay me the big bucks. <laughs> I'm like the best at sex. I've won an award the past two weeks. <laughs> Rookie of the year, I guess. Yeah. I understand where Cheryl is coming from because it's her own mother. There's some distress there at thinking of your, your parents as as sexual beings. Yeah, definitely. It's weird, but like the stigma can stop with you, honey. All right. We we need to recognize that sex work is work like anything else, as long as it's it's consensual. And hey, she just said she's loving this. So like lay lay off. Lay I, off. I think her big problem is the fact she has to live there too. Yeah. And she's That's weird. We've already seen her walk in on it once. Yeah. How many times do you think she's walked in on things happening in the so, past week? So the thing to do, you get in on it. You help your mom vet clients. Yeah. 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 You, you be the bouncer too. There yes. There there are social platforms for this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, Craigslist isn't around anymore. And when Cla Craigslist closed their adult services, murders spiked. Oh. Yeah. Not just murders of sex workers, like murders of all women went up by like five or two percent, like a notable number. That's terrifying. It fucking is. All right. <laughs> we went from talking about role playing to real life things here and then we don't like it. <laughs> so anyway, back to the final scene. Chick is in, in bed, and mm -hmm. uh, Alice tucks him in and wishes him a good night and tells him that he's safe there. And he, he just... I was expecting a glass of warm milk, but we do see him watching the nightlight. Yes. And like, oh, you're part of the family. You get to have this thing. Uh, it's being offered to you. Archie and Veronica are in bed. Probably just had fun. 
Like they do, uh, constantly. And he's like, why didn't you tell me about Nick? And she's like, I felt foolish, foolish that I didn't see it, mm-hmm. see him. And then he asks, you know, digging for information now, did you tell anyone else? And she says she just told Kevin, which is a lie. <gasps> uh, Archie goes to the FBI agent again mm-hmm. and is like, I want protection for Veronica too. In writing... He's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah we can do yeah, that. Yeah. Don't get emotional. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, you've been following me for a while. Mm-hmm. Archie seems very okay with this, which I'm like, Archie, that's not okay. That's not okay. So you must know about the Black Hood. So, like, as a professional in the, the crime-fighting things, yeah. do you think we got the right guy? Because I'm not so sure we did. As a Batman, <laughs> what do you think for the final scene? The narration talks about how, or Archie took another step into darkness right there. Mm-hmm. And then as the we FBI, clearly evil. Yes. Uh, and then the narration continues that, that as they, they, Betty vanquished one monster, she perhaps let another one into the family. And we see. We see she- this leering ass Dave Franco looking <sighs> motherfucker. Staring at Betty as she sleeps in her bed in the doorway and he stares and then he goes to leave and then she rolls over and he stares more and then he moves in close and there's this really, really fucked up shot of him staring closely at her face. Yeah. Is fucked up. And that's the end of the episode. So darling, what you think? Fucked up. It's fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. I, it's, uh... It's a transitional episode. It is. It's all about closing doors and opening windows. Yes. Right? Yes. So chicks around, something's going up with going on with him. The schools are integrated, and we have an underground gang under and the guise of, of a club. Because they are being targeted. Right. Unfairly. Because mm-hmm. no one the other South Side people who came over that aren't serpents are having to wear these uniforms. And some of those doors are being open are being left open a slight crack. Nobody was really convinced that the Black Hood was done, and now the show is making that very explicit. Yeah, I never thought so. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're going, or what are we are going predictions? Because I got one. Do we want to go one. straight into predictions? Predictions. FBI agent, totally not FBI. He never shows a badge. Never shows never a badge. Never shows ID. Which, like, no. No, you're not FBI so at who, all. Who do you think he is then? I, my first initial thought was that he is working for the St. Clair's Mm. and he's trying to get proof and information that Hiram did what they believe he did to Nick. Is, wouldn't the FBI be a lot more interested in, I don't know, these land deals? Yeah. Yeah. And not like, cause it's so focused on him. It makes me think that it's. He he presents it as sort of like a, a. training mission yeah <laughs> which is not how this works also also like i i'm pretty sure you he would have like a partner there at least if you're gonna talk to this minor child alone so like you have some you know someone else there to state what happens <laughs> what if he's actually working for the lodges to shore up leaks mm. Hiram lodge is on a mole hunt and he thinks archie is is susceptible. I see it, but at the same time, like, Hiram knows he is. Like, I don't think he <laughs> yeah. needs to prove it. He knows. And if Archie is convinced to only spill to this one guy, 
this one guy who happens to not be FBI. There you go. Yeah. It's now a closed system again. He he plugged the leak. Yeah. Meh. Maybe. Maybe. No matter what it is, not FBI. No. No. I got a prediction. Yeah. There cannot be open fighting in the hallways again like there was or else uh, uh, Weatherby's going to crack down. Fight club. So. So. Fight club. Basement fight club. Are they going to LARP? Reggie (laughs) joins the gaming club and forces them to be an actual role-playing game club. (laughs) And so the big rumble, yes, is a buffer LARP in the woods. Yes! (laughs) Please let that happen. The Bulldogs find out when Dilton joins because he really just wants to play RPGs with somebody. (laughs) Dilton wants to act out his apocalyptic war world yeah that he's preparing for that he needs to eat he, his rations before they expire he says he wants people to play apocalypse world just because he's really into like moving design forward Nuh-uh. but no it's just for the aesthetic yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh and so he can be creepy with tony mm. uh, dilton's gonna have a crush on tony topaz yeah kevin is going to become friends with Thanks. It could go two ways. They could either become a thing. Yes. Do you think him and Joaquin were just friends? No. They'll probably become like somewhat of a thing at some point, or there'll mm-hmm. be interest at least. But I feel like here this is this is more like my my hope <laughs> is that that relationship will make him realize like how much he misses Joaquin, and then like he'll try to get back in touch with him somehow. Mm-hmm. He'll try to like feel like, well, do you guys like have his number or like know where he is? And then they'll like reach out <laughs> and maybe like end of season two. Sure. I get some Joaquin. Sure, fine. Why not? That one's a hope and a dream. But yeah, I think they're gonna have a thing. What do we think about Chick? What do we think is gonna happen with that boy? He's gonna murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like well if i can't have this family none of you can stab 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 chick is going to have a hard time integrating into this family he's not going to to fit in their lives their routines they're they're going to treat uh this sort of thing surprisingly seriously you know separated families the foster system, these are very real things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to treat it the same way they treated sexual assault in the, yeah. the Nick St. Clair arc, I yeah. guess. Uh, so all of this is misdirection to heighten the paranoia of bringing in an unknown element into your home. Yeah. I think he's not going to be that bad in like a murder way, but it's going to be real, real rough. Yeah. Every step of the way. I, I'm sure there'll be a big, uh, like, battle of wills about, like, trying to, them trying to figure out how they interact with him. Mm-hmm. And, like, trying to parent him. But, like, but no, he, he's a grown man. He's, like, 20 or something. Why are you tucking like, him into you, bed? No, like, you don't get to do that. <laughs> uh, the farm. The farm. The farm. Was founded... By Nana Blossom. <gasps> and its mission is to protect Blossom bloodlines. <gasps> so there's just a whole bunch of like illegitimate Just, just a bunch children. of identical fair-skinned red-headed boys and girls holding hands and skipping through wheat fields. In the woods. In the wheat. 
it's that a, are surrounded by woods. It's a cult in the wheat. That are surrounded by woods. Cult in woods, okay? It is happening. I want a cult in the woods. I'm making our dog do tap dances. Yeah, she really wants her toy. I feel like they are like holding also people prisoner and mm-hmm. making them make jams and jellies, just like in King of the Hill. Not everybody has to be cut off from their family, but Polly does because yes. she has the special babies. Yes. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to deal with uh, our happy little baby. Yeah. And be right back with our next segment. Okay. <laughs> so now that we've calmed down our, our poochie pie. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, it's time to move on to our next segment, uh, Digest the Digest, where we read a classic Archie story and then figure out how it would be adapted into a plot for Riverdale. We are looking at a story called The Punk Ooh. Uh, from Jughead number 327 from 1983 by Stan Goldberg. Now, in this comic, uh, Jughead has turned punk. <gasps> Archie is just utterly revolted by it <laughs> as he and betty work at the school newspaper the blue and gold the blue and gold they're in there and Ar- archie's just freaking out about it talking about the punks that are outside and how they look mm-hmm. and and one of them turns around and is like did you say something and it's jughead it's jughead as a punk oh no uh, and archie freaks out about the fact like did you see that that's jughead what what do you do oh no but Betty, we've got to save him. We've got to save him. And she's like, Archie, Jughead can make his own decisions. <laughs> um, he's like, you don't care? You don't care about him? How can we stop him? And besides, we don't even know if there's anything wrong with the punk movement. <laughs> uh, and, and We just don't know. Archie's like, I'm wasting my time. I am, am going to go save him. And he encounters Veronica along the way. And uh, she also agrees that they they need to do something. And she's worried that maybe Betty's being sucked into the punk movement. Yeah. And so so they they come up on Jughead talking to his other punk friend. And then Hot Dog comes by. Whose fur is dyed in rainbow colors. We haven't mentioned that Jughead has a mohawk yes. and is wearing a gold chain and a sleeveless red t-shirt. That says, punk rules. <laughs> Hot Dog also has a matching chain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Archie goes up to him like, hey, you know, Jughead, Juggy. He's like, no, that's not my name anymore. Back off, nerd. <laughs> my name is Captain Thrash. Captain Thrash. And he's like, oh, I suppose Hot Dog's name is Captain Bark. No, his name is Vicious. Named after Sid Vicious, clearly. <laughs> yeah. And so they go off, uh, Jughead and, and or captain thrash and and vicious and Mm -hmm. unnamed girl uh to get some food at dinghies (gasps) not pops but dinghies the notorious punk hangout (laughs) archie Uh, it all looks so hopeless so archie decides veronica is so distraught so archie decides he's going to make a visit to ding dinghies later and finds out that uh, Captain Thrash went over to the Club Chaos <laughs> across the street, and the non-pop pop mm-hmm. is like, oh, you can't go in there looking like that. You know, you'll be sorry. But he goes in, and it's it's a 
It's a happen in place. Happen in place. Uh, a lot of fun fashion, some tattoos. And people are really enjoying themselves. And Archie, being the wonderful person he is, it's like, it isn't a nightclub. It's a convention for weirdos. Yeah. He's, he overhears someone talking about how there's injustice in the world. And his first reaction is that they're a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Uh, he's like, why is everyone banging into each other on the floor? It's like, that's the way we dance here. You doofus. <laughs> and then he, he sees someone, like, hit Jughead, but it's totally, like, dancing, hitting each other. But he decides to go save his friend, and he, like, tries to tackle this dude uh, who has a snake tattoo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they're all like, what's this square doing here? Captain Thrash is like, let me take care of that dude. And he's Archie, for once in all, we just get out of my life and, like, kicks him out. I've got new friends. We share the same beliefs and goals, so leave me alone. And and so then the next day, Veronica's like, you know, did you get through to him? No, he's too far gone. But then they see Captain Thrash in the office with Betty. And he's like, oh, well, maybe he's trying to talk her into joining the punk scene. We've got to stop him. (laughs) I love the let's stop him panel so much. It's just Archie's disembodied head shouting, let's stop him. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So they get in there and they're like, well, Betty looks normal. She's like, I want you two to read this article. And it's an article in the blue and gold titled The Punk Scene at Riverdale High by Jughead Jones. He was an investigative reporter. Yeah. That, you know, he had to throw him out so his cover wouldn't be blown. And so, you know. And so he wouldn't be beaten. Yeah. They're all like, well, it's good to see you normal again, because he has gone back to his normal garb, mm-hmm. uh, though though his, his shaved mohawk still stands, obviously, because that's going to take a while gonna, to come back. It's going to take until you turn, I'd say, three pages. Yeah. Archie, of course, is like, well, I bet your article really tears into those punk characters. Dragon's like, well, well no, I, I can understand the way that they feel, you know, confused and the world we live in, mm-hmm. they just hear a lot of negative things and, you know, gotta, like, help convince each other things aren't hopeless. <laughs> Veronica's all like, well, I, I bet you're happy to be out of there. And he's like, well, not really. Like, I really kind of want to go back. Dingy burgers are really good. Ha, 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 ha. The end. The end. So, darling, how would you Riverdale-fy this amazing comic where Archie is a jackass. (laughs) I mean, I think the premise here is pretty strong. I like the idea of Jughead scaring his friends by hanging out with other people and joining like a a different sort of subculture. I don't know if the early 80s punk scene is quite right because it like doesn't exist. Yeah. But maybe they could go for something classic, something older. Yeah. uh, To really tie in with the long legacy. You know, the sort of story out of time like a gang like like a like a classic biker gang yeah yeah uh he could still have a a friend a a young woman with dyed pink hair yeah that wouldn't have to change yeah uh he could have a friend with a snake tattoo they could all have snake tattoos there's no reason to limit the number of snake tattoos yeah uh, but but really the character dynamics you can just pick them up and drop them right in betty being, you know, a foot in both worlds, trying to stay connected. I love the idea of Jughead working for a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. I think... Maybe called the Blue and Gold. He might have the soul of a writer, and that's something that not a lot of stories bring out. Yeah. Uh, 
This just is season two of Riverdale. Did they read this? Did they read this comic and go, yep, this is what we're doing? (laughs) Because they did. (laughs) Just the the whole arc of uh, Jughead falling in with this group for one reason and then being like, no, I have a home here. These people that you're denigrating are decent uh, people with uh, an honest, valid perspective on the yeah. world. and maybe you shouldn't judge them and think <laughs> the worst of them just because they dress a certain way. We, we talked about some of the surprising parallels to um, Archie Meets the, the Punisher mm-hmm. in that episode a few weeks back. But this is... It's insane. It's practically one-to-one <laughs> in so many respects. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That if if you've heard about the Captain Thrash era, that's exactly what what we're talking about. This one strip from 1983. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. It's followed in uh, the Best of Archie Comics Deluxe Book Two by a story where Archie wins a, uh, a lookalike contest by dressing up like a Boy George knockoff. We don't need to really digest that digest. It came pre-chewed. It did. It did. Now we've talked about what we think might happen. Let's look ahead to what we know is going to happen. The next episode is called The Wrestler, which was, of course, the 2008 film uh, with an Oscar nomination from Darren Aronofsky about Mickey Rourke coming out of retirement as a professional wrestler, even if it kills him. Spoiler, it does. Yes. It's, I love this movie so much. It's, it's one of my favorites. But it's also the name of a lesser-known 1974 movie about Ed Asner as a wrestling promoter dealing with an aging champion who doesn't want to retire. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably not as good, but, like, I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what we got from that very short trailer. Hiram is... is Trying to take down Archie. Yes. They I, wrestle. They wrestle in, in like, you know, like in school wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, maybe Hiram has become the wrestling coach. <laughs> Just so he can put Archie in his place. Yes. Uh, Josie is yelling at what I believe is her mother about how she doesn't like to be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Hal has a voiceover about how Chick might not be who he seems. There's a lot of creepy shots of, of this very gaunt looking man and there's a very odd shot of like a perfect family dinner at the cooper household (laughs) never trust perfect family dinners at the cooper household there's betty talking about her darkness and like looking at her hands with the the nail indents see uh i think we can surmise that the two main plots are going to be trying to integrate chuck and betty opening up to like hey we we look one way but I'm at least another way. You don't have to be worried. Yeah. Like, we, we accept you. I, I get it. I get some things at least. Yeah. I wish her the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but meanwhile, just that the classic Archie Comics mainstay of, of Hiram disapproving. Mm-hmm. But with that Riverdale stank on it. Yeah. They're going to put a stank on just it. Just throw him to the ground and put him in a headlock. Yes. When it's okay to do that to a child because you're in school and you're the wrestling coach. I guess. <laughs> I'm just showing him how it's done. You broke five bones, Mr. Lodge. You don't have a teacher certificate. <laughs> yeah. 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 
So I suppose that's it for our episode. If you missed our live stream last week on the OneShot Twitch channel, uh, you can find the link on our Twitter or in the show notes for this episode. We had a fantastic time. It was great. Uh, it was the two of us. It was James D'Amato, the, the host and uh, uh, co-creator of the whole OneShot network, and Liz Anderson, one of my favorite contributors to uh, their projects. We played uh, a very simple, child-friendly Archie board game twice. Yes. The first time, we just had a fun time between friends, and it's still pretty fun to watch. But the second game, we did a digest the digest sort of. We turned our gameplay moves into what I think we decided was a spec script. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you've ever wondered what dark secrets lie in the heart of Ethel Muggs. Yeah. And the heroism of Hot Dog, you're going to want to watch that stream. Hot Dog's the best. He was mine. Uh, but it was also part of their Neo Year fundraiser, raising money for uh, Trans Lifeline Micro Grants, which mm -hmm. is a fantastic cause. Uh, we helped pitch in a, as part of that, but you still have time. Yep. They've uh, met and exceeded all of their goals, but that doesn't mean there aren't people still in need of help. Yeah, you can. we can help them go farther. Mm -hmm. So look for that link in the description as well. Yes. But anyway, I mentioned the Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter and you'll keep up with all these announcements. You, you won't need to listen to that because you'll already know it by now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's sex underscore Archie. We had, I think, two actual live tweets come out this episode. Yeah. 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 I had some fast thumbs. I, I, I had some on my personal Twitter. <laughs> But while you're out there, we would love it if you gave us a, a rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever else you find us. Uh, it does so, so much to help the show. Yes, and you can also tell a friend. Word of mouth really helps uh, new people find us. So, And there's always lots of people out there who maybe haven't watched the show yet, have been interested, or just want to listen to a weird married couple. And to any one-shot fans that found us through that stream... Your Wednesdays are full now. You're watching yeah. a woman with hollow eyes on, on their Twitch every Wednesday. So, like, we'll watch the show for you. We will take care of you. Yeah, you can tune in later. Find out what happened. <laughs> so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. Fascist Barbie. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And, and you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?